Welcome to a DerivSource podcast. I'm Julia Schieffer, founder and editor of DerivSource.com. Most predict 2015 will be more of the same in terms of regulatory reform and market-wide change for the derivatives industry. However, there is no doubt that there will be new challenges market participants must contend with as regulation progresses and implementation kicks off to meet these new requirements. Cross-border issues, margin concerns will continue to color the coming 12 months, but the focus will also shift to other areas such as MIFID. In this DerivSource podcast, you'll hear from some industry experts as to what they believe to be the most dominant issues in 2015. CCB clearing in Europe will be a main focus in the coming year as firms prepare to meet this new requirement. And Damon Batten, Principal Consultant at Catalyst Consulting, believes the focus on clearing and the recognition of third-party CCPs will dominate going forward. So I think in 2015, the dominant theme will be that there will be no let-up in the, the current regulatory agenda. And so regulation will, for another year, dominate thinking in derivatives markets. In the first half of the year, we're likely to see uh, the entry into force of the EU clearing mandates, first for interest rate swaps, but with CDS and FX NDFs likely to be hot on its heels. And we should also see some further news on the EU recognition of third country CCPs and uh, and whether they will indeed recognize the US as being equivalent in terms of the clearing rules. And then moving into the second half of 2015, we should see a significant ramp up towards the first phase of the bilateral margining requirements. They're due to be introduced in December 2015. And we're also, over the course of the year, likely to see some significant further developments on MIFID II, with indeed um, a draft of the second-level legislation expected at some point during the year. Looking a bit further afield beyond the EU and the US, we're also likely to see some significant movement on the clearing mandate discussion in the Asia-Pacific region very likely that there will be uh, new clearing mandates introduced in Hong Kong, Australia, perhaps India, and indeed the extension of client clearing mandates will also be moving forward in Japan. Rafael Plata, Secretary General at EACH, the European Association of CCP Clearing Houses, explains his views as to how CCP clearing will evolve this year and what clearing houses will focus on will likely be the implementation of the clearing obligation in the European Union. Well, as you know, one of the parts of the G20 commitment was actually to increase clearing uh, through central counterparties. Well, all of that had to be implemented through a regulatory process in the EU, and that is now coming to an end with the implementation of the regulation next year. What this means is that us from more or less around the summer next year, because times are not confirmed yet, well, interest rate swaps will start being centrally cleared by CCPs in the European Union, and then all their asset classes uh, will follow gradually. So all in all, this would mean that some 10 to 15% of the OTC derivatives market will be centrally cleared in the coming years, started from the summer next year. And uh, well, in figures, this means something like 70 trillion U.S. dollars of national outstanding being cleared in the EU and other jurisdictions, which probably again means that derivatives markets will become safer and more efficient through CCP clearing. Each is the institution that represents the interests of CCPs in the European Union. So we've got two big projects or two big uh, targets for 2015. One of them would be dealing with the upcoming legislative proposal 
on recovery and resolution of CCPs. And uh, the other one would be dealing with the review of the EMIR legislation, which, uh, well, surprisingly enough, it is already there. So the review of the clearing obligation, CCP requirements, etc., is scheduled to start next year by the European Commission. So recovery and resolution and EMIR review will be probably the two priorities for each in 2015. One of the major challenges firms face as they prepare for CCP clearing is the legal documentation required. Now, this is a huge undertaking, and firms will have to start working on drafting up the appropriate terms and renegotiating contracts this year in order to be ready in time. Alan Yip, partner at Simmons & Simmons, explained this in some detail. One thing I would say is the, the clearing obligation under EMIR, and in particular, the legal documentation, but also the operational work in relation to that. We're a bit behind in Europe when it comes to the clearing obligation. It's not in force yet. It's the, the relevant secondary legislation is likely to be published in Q1 2015, but then with phase in between six months and three years, up to three years for the ultimate end users. I think the reason for the phase-in is to allow the industry to get ready for it. And one of the biggest challenges the industry is going to face is in relation to documentation. You know, we've heard people talk about Dokimageddon and uh, the amount of time and effort it's going to take to get clearing documents in place. And I think that uh, that is something that even though the clearing obligation itself may not come into effect until sometime in 2016 for, for many people. 2015 must be the time when people focus on getting the clearing documentation in place if they don't want to be facing a situation where they effectively have to sign what is in front of them without being given the opportunity to negotiate it. Now, in addition to CCP documentation, Alan also mentioned that margin an issue that we've all been talking about for 2014 and previous to that, is going to continue to be a big dominant issue, and in particular, the uncleared margin requirement. Here's his views as to what exactly is going to be the focus for the coming year. The second issue I would pick is in relation to the margin requirements. This is part of the risk mitigation requirements, just as the same as under Dodd-Frank, there is a requirement to post margin in relation to uncleared trades. Now, the rest of the risk mitigation obligations under EMEA have come into force and the industry is dealing with those already. But in relation to the margin requirements, they are due to come in at the end of 2015. And those requirements, broadly speaking, require parties to exchange variation margin, but also they contain some fairly prescriptive rules in relation to the posting and receiving of initial margin, namely that you've got to do it in the first place, but also that the initial margin must be segregated. And that's going to be new for many participants, particularly on the end user side, because whilst they are used to posting margin, they will be receiving margin sometimes for the first time, but also that uh, all the margin that they post and receive must be segregated. That's going to require a lot of operational work to set up structures, potentially with third-party custodians as well. There are prescriptive rules in relation to the methodology by which the initial margin must be calculated. So both on the dealer side and on the end user side, 
that's going to require a lot of operational work in terms of building out the systems and inputting the, the relevant fields, but also on the legal side, because with the new margin rules coming in, effectively the industry is facing a situation whereby all existing credit support arrangements, presumably under the ISDA credit support documentation, will have to be redocumented and amended in certain forms to take account of the particular segregation issues and new documentation with any third-party custodians and control of all the segregation issues. So I think that that is going to be another very big issue that the industry is going to have to deal with next year. The impact of greater capital requirements will have on the markets in terms of cost and liquidity and preparing for regulation implementation generally has been a big issue that the market has been discussing recently. And this has been a big issue in particular amongst the broker community. I asked Alex McDonald, the CEO of the Wholesale Markets Brokers Association, what he viewed to be the most dominant issue for the coming year. We think that the dominant issue next year, 2015, will be the same, the self-same issue which dominated last year, the year before, and the year before that, which is capital and liquidity, and particularly the interplay between the two. Evidently, the increasing cost of capital on the market participants has reduced activity at the margin, but it is also forcing markets to reevaluate themselves in where they have predominantly acted as principal. Agents are now going to act far more in terms of pass-through and venues, so therefore some of the moves that we saw before 2010 in the equity markets where the role of intermediaries to act as both principal and as agent is going to be evident across the thick markets now. So in this sense, the requirement for liquid and utile venues, particularly CEFs, MTS and OTS, will be higher going forward as they act as arrangers of, of liquidity for participants who are acting on perhaps on behalf of others as much as on their own balance sheet. So we think that this is going to dominate this transformation, which is, if you like, a confluence of stricter bars or requirements, both for capital and liquidity, plus more formal and organized venue requirements, is going to create a new market structure, not only in the EU and probably not only in the US, but around the world. The Second issue that we think will dominate 2015 will be the difficulty in rule implementation of both EMEA and MIFID in the EU. Perhaps this parallels some of the stickiness in setting out the rule sets in Dodd-Frank, where we have seen now a series of no-action relief letters which have moved several of the problems perhaps too difficult to solve in the short term out to the end of next year. And for EMEA, the difficult issues of trade reporting, which have dominated 2014, will need to be solved in 2015. Meanwhile, the process of writing out level two rules for MIFID, particularly the regulatory technical standards, which are going to be set out in a consultation paper at the start of the new year, is really going to dominate the first half of 2015 and the actual detailed setting out of those regulatory technical standards will dominate the second half of next year.
The list of requirements and challenges is long, but there may be an easier time to be had if the market, particularly the buy side and the sell side, collaborate more. Alan Yip offered his hopes for the coming year. I think what I would hope to see is that the sell side and the buy side working together in a more, let's say, efficient way, particularly in relation to some of the things that are coming in 2015 in relation to the legal documentation that's required, whether it's in relation to documentation to implement some of the margin requirements or clearing documentation. There has been a tendency still for the two sides to be a bit partisan. So the dealer community would propose some documentation, sometimes behind closed doors, and then present that to the buy side saying, here we go, can you please approve this? I think what would be really good for the industry as a whole would be for the process to be uh, more collaborative at an earlier stage. That's something that I think industry groups can, can play a big role in. That's our quick preview into 2015. Obviously, there will be some surprises next year, as there usually are. But many of the issues, as we've discussed already, are known or will be continuing on from the last year or two. Now, if there's something that we haven't covered here or in a recent article that you'd like us to cover at DerivSource, please do send us an email at editor at DerivSource.com. You may also find the podcast notes page on the website useful as it provides further reading on some of the topics touched on today. And if you like this podcast and want to hear more in 2015, I suggest you subscribe to this podcast by iTunes or add our RSS feed or download our new app. As of later this year, in fact, we will be introducing more podcasts which will give you a quick recap of the major news of late, and also you'll hear some more in-depth and expert insight into some very timely topics. So be sure to listen to that podcast to keep up with this fast-paced market. In the meantime, thank you for listening to this DerivSource podcast.